Can you、well, tell I... us your origin story? Hello and welcome to Hello Femtech, the podcast that features femtech changemakers across the globe, creating changes and improving the lives of women. With your two hosts, I'm Kompek Liu from Design Angel, and my co-host Ari Shashak from Sikolovia. I'm happy to welcome everyone, and thank you for your interest in women's issues and and a thing that most people don't want to talk about. So congratulations on taking on、um, what's really happening in the world. I didn't know about period poverty at all. I'd never asked the question, "What do girls do for and and women and people do for menstrual care?" I was working on issues like water and agriculture and sanitation. And had not asked the question until I learned、uh, that girls in an orphanage I would help when I was working in Kenya, I come every six months, were sitting on pieces of cardboard for days, not able to leave the room to go to class, not able to take care of themselves for days, sit on pieces of cardboard, and that was the first time I ever heard about this issue. They sit together, or they sit at home、yes. by themselves. Now this,、together. no, this was a really crowded orphanage. It was in 2000, the end, very end of 2007 and beginning of 2008. The election violence in Kenya displaced half a million people. In that process, the orphanage I was helping with swelled from a really crowded、um, orphanage to 1,400 children, which was impossible,、wow. and. And now, there imagine there were fifty girls or more in a room, two to three on each level of the bunk beds, bunk beds stacked end to end, and they're in a room together, sitting on pieces of cardboard when they had their cycle, and unable to go out, unable to take care of themselves, and and I knew that was something we needed to change. We were able to raise the funds so that we could have disposable. Single-use、uh, pads there for them, but I also knew what would happen next month if they needed to choose between food and pads, which is、yes. a reality for people all over the world. What do you do if you lost your job and you need money for fuel? Fuel wins over pads. What if your family is struggling to keep food on the table or a roof over their head? Food wins, shelter wins, and pads is also. So vital to having dignity and health、yeah. and opportunity and confidence, but I hadn't thought to ask that question. We knew that we were able to send disposable pads, but there was no place to dispose of them. So they were curled、oh. up in chain link fence. They were piled against the fence post. They were, and even girls were taking used pads that were on the ground. Picking them up and washing them to try to use、uh, oh. for themselves. So health stigma, environment, and I did not know or think of that. I'm sorry to say, but I did know that they needed something they could count on, and so we made the first washable pads. And as we prepared to go with them, there were 500 girls with this need. I asked who's teaching them about what a period is, how to take care of themselves, how to stand up for themselves if someone's trying to exploit them. Who's who's talking to them about about their health and their safety? And they said, "No one. You can when you come." Which is not. 
I wasn't a world expert in this yet. So that was intimidating. And as we came, I have to tell you two, one charming thing that happened and one very alarming thing that really was the birth of Days for Girls. The charming thing that happened was with us, we had our Kenyan friends and friends that were in the room and we were all together and I got the privilege of talking to them about their amazing bodies and how they worked and how they didn't need to be ashamed. And and there's such stigma all over the world around misunderstanding about periods, that they can't be with others, that they'll curse others or harm others and, and, and don't touch them when they're menstruating. And all of these stigmas and all of these fears, one of them had said at one point that she was thank goodness she knew what a period was now because she thought she had AIDS because of the stigma of AIDS. She didn't tell anyone. And now she knew this blood that we associate with fear and injury was, was actually something to celebrate. And the only reason humanity can go on. And so it shifted fear, shifted stigma. And one of the women that stood up from Kenya, she stood at the front. She was supposed to talk about standing up for yourself not letting people harm you. And she stood in the front, she had her beautiful, pale, um, light blue Kenyan dress on and in the Katinge pattern, traditional pattern. She stood up at the front, very tall, and she snapped her fingers and she said only this, when a boy bother you, I tell you what to do. Tell him, zip it. You tell him, zip it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, okay, okay. And then it oh, came. That's <laughs> that is girls, great. <laughs> the girls are so excited, ladies. They were um, celebrating with their kids. They were happy. We got to talk about everything. We came to the door at the end. There were 250 girls at a time. There were another 250 to come in. And a circle of girls with huge smiles said, thank you so much. Because before you came, we had to let them use us if we wanted to leave the room and go to class. And I am hoping that didn't mean what I feared it meant. But it turned out that they were being sexually exploited in exchange for a single disposable pad. And that was the moment Days for Girls was born. Ari, you want to say something? Yes. Salaz. You touch on this, you know, stigma that people around the world has about menstrual. Well, basically, you know, for a lot of the women, they grow up with this set idea that if they bleed, it meant something, right? Mm-hmm. It really, mm-hmm. it really reminded me when I was growing up in Bali, my parents basically told me as soon as I start, you know, menstruating, right? She told me, mm-hmm. Ari... The first three days of your, um, you know, your menstrual time, you cannot come into the temple because you are considered dirty, which I thought mm-hmm. that was rather interesting. And I see this, you know, stigma being basically different from one places to another, and especially in, you know, third world countries. And I don't know what is it. Or who start all of this? I feel like I really want to know, like, how do you know that this 
is dirty? Or how do you know that this meant something? It's just part of our body, right? And it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. female body. And I feel like, you know, maybe back then there was not enough understanding about how does female body work? Because all yes. the attention I feel like is always gone through the standard human body is the male's body. Isn't right? It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone don't you think? Same. Don't you think it has to do with blood that we're afraid of it? That you know, it really, it is injury. It is illness mm-hmm. associated. And also, I think it was perhaps practical that they didn't want blood in the temple um, benches. Maybe, maybe they didn't want. Um, and a misunderstanding. I like to imagine that it grew from practical places, and then because there was no solution, it became more and more stigmatized. And and I believe didn't just stigmatize, but also left uh, really prejudice against women as a result. That women's rights and confidence and strength were 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 eroded because of this misunderstanding. I think it's huge that we shift the stigma. And the best part is that there are a lot of things that are hard to change in our world, but this isn't one of them. We mm-hmm. can all help shift the stigma by speaking about it, by not being embarrassed about it, by ensuring that education happens so people can go the whole time. It was just that periods don't happen. People don't happen without periods the whole time, and and actually shift it to celebration, which some people say is impossible. But in truth, <laughs> it can. It's possible. It, can, it is possible. And the truth is, even where all of us live, I, I I don't care where you live in the world, fear of menstruation and embarrassment to talk about it is there. So wherever you are in the world, you can guarantee that there are still people learning not to be afraid to talk about it. And it's only because of our fear that this problem still exists. It wasn't until the last few years people were tackling it straight on. And I'm so happy to say that um, the movement is growing and, and you today are part of it. Thank you for this invitation to talk together about periods. Thanks for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting app and get notified the moment a new episode comes out. Halo Femta is an initiative by Sikalovia and Design Angel. Thank you to Pashel Tashi for producing and editing this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor by rating and reviewing our show on the podcast. It will help us grow the show and make future episodes even better. If you want to connect with other changemakers that we feature in our podcast, go to our website, halofemtech.com, and join our community. You'll find helpful resources and industry events. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.